we had, um, we've been emphasizing and talking a lot about baptism. Amazing things. I don't know, they, uh, Dana told me 40 or plus, almost 50 people have been baptized in the last couple of months. And what happens, and what's happened even last week as we ran around and prayed for each other, and I, somebody prayed for me and gave me a word, a lot of you did, and uh, I just want to uh, remind you of something. Uh, you know, I think we live in a world that focuses on bad news. Have y'all noticed that? Like our social media and our news media, they make their living off of painting a picture that's horrible. And they'll, they'll get you so scared you won't even go out of your door and you won't do anything. And it's like bad news sells, sells newspapers. That was, for you younger guys, that was these papers, actually paper they used to deliver to your house and stuff. And it, bad news sells newspaper. But I want to tell you, I, bad news doesn't do you any good. The Bible says whatever's pleasant, whatever's lovely, whatever's holy, think on those things. You know, Paul, when he was talking to Timothy, he said, Timothy, stir up the gifts given you by the laying on of hands. And I want to tell you, one of the best things you can do is remind yourself of how good God is. What did he say to you? I mean, think about it. We look at, we've been looking at Jesus' baptism, and when he was baptized, what happened? What did the Father do? What did God do? The Bible says that he opened heavens and he descended in the form of a dove and he sat and he remained on Jesus. And then the God, God said this, and how much we would all long to hear this, him say this to us. He said, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. Now that's good news. And that's who God is. And you need to be reminded. You need to kick yourself and remind yourself of all the good things God's doing for you. Don't allow the news or, you know, your foot hurts or whatever. We think of what's the good things God's been doing for you. And I think uh, one of the things I want to do that I've been wanting to do for about three weeks is, and I know this is improv, but a lot of us have had amazing encounters with the Lord in the last few weeks. He has come, and just like he did with his son Jesus in the Jordan River, he, he's come and he's set on you, and you had an encounter with him. You, he zapped you with his love. He, he overwhelmed you with his concern, his thoughts. He knows you. And like, uh, I just wanted a couple people, if you would be brave, to uh, be willing to share. Maybe it was last week. Maybe it was in the last three weeks ago or four weeks ago. But when you and you... And you know, it's funny, because we're talking about believing about faith, but Jesus went to the Jordan River and his cousin John said, I don't, I don't need to baptize you, you need to baptize me. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. See, Jesus knew that was his father's will for him to go there. He walked to the river, he got in the water, and he got baptized. And when he came up, God opened heavens and said, this is my son. He had an encounter he, he got smashed by the love of God in that river. And see, a lot of us have been hit by the love of God recently through other people's words, through people praying for you, through the laying of hands. It may have been through an action. Like Jesus obeyed his dad. He believed and something happened. So I want to give you a chance. Uh, Corey, would you work the microphone? Uh, if you would like to share that with us, because listen, we need to hear good news. We do. It blesses me to hear what God does for you. And uh, last week when I got prayed for, I went, I got prayed for right over there, about four rows back, and uh, the Lord came. And He encouraged me and, uh, in a way that was special to me. You know, that's what Jesus, that's what God does. This is what the Holy Spirit does. It was special to me, and I was encouraged by what somebody said to me. They told me what the Lord was thinking. And I was blessed. So would anybody be willing to help us? Pastor Tim would. Let me try to take it away. Yeah, Corey, if it goes too long, you might want to. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, and I, it, it was crazy because we had a, um, a young guy here was last week. And when he walked in the door, I just felt um, that God wanted to say something to him. and But I just wondered if he would just know that, if he would understand that. So... 
um, I just, the whole service said, Lord, I'd like to hear what you said to Mike, you know, if you, you know, if I could. So, um, so all through the service, um, and then Alan opened up the door to go pray for people. So I went over to Mike and, and I just said, Hey Mike, I said, you know, I see you, I see you as a little boy. I said, and you have these Tonka trucks, these big steel, you don't remember when they made Tonka trucks out of steel and they were, yeah, well, yeah they were <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. so I said, I saw you playing with one of those steel Tonka toys and, and I said, and, and you were, you were rough and you were, you know, you, you just were hard on things. I said, but I feel like that all your whole life has been that way, but yet the, the tenderness of your heart is there, but you've covered up with this gifting. And, and now he, he operates a crane and he goes, I'm a crane operator. And I'm like, oh, isn't that funny? <laughs> and so it's amazing that, so just like him, he said, I've never heard from the Lord. I never heard a word from the Lord. And with you not speaking that to me and not under, me and connecting that whole thing when I was a little boy and now. Uh, so it wasn't I got the word, but I got to give somebody a word, and I thought that was exciting. Come on, good good deal. Okay, now, I'm sorry, if you came here today to not participate, you might be in the wrong room. Because we are going to have, we, I want to encourage you not to be satisfied living without encounters. And whether it's... You know, God told me during worship, whenever we were singing about you split the sea so that I could walk right through it, and God said, he told me somebody's name, he said, I split the sea so they could walk through it, and they did, and they took their family with them, and they did. Well, that was the Lord, that wasn't my idea, and see, Jesus knows what's going on, so we need to hear that. What's, what, Thomas, you got something? You, you walked up here, are you going to take somebody down? Okay, good. Come on, come on up. You don't have to be big to talk. You can be small. I just couldn't sit in my seat and not give God all the glory and the honor. That Hold the mic up here. So he I deserves hear. because God has been doing amazing things in my life. Um, you may not know it. I think this is the first time in my adult life that my sister has been to church with me. <laughs> we've had a lot of conversations over the years. We have a uh, spiritual history in the family. So church, God is not new for us, but, and I haven't shared this with her, but I see, I see God moving in her and through her in a way that I've never seen in my life. And I know it's God. And um, I want to go back to when we got married was the first time that she came here. And I want to say that grace, fellowship, you don't understand and don't realize how you show love to people. That's all I heard from my sister. I didn't say anything about the church to her. She just said that she had to come because we were getting married. But my wife and I were getting married, not my sister. <laughs> no, I was like, Ooh, that sounded bad in Arkansas. I apologize. <laughs> but um, uh, that really moved my heart. When I got here this morning, um, I didn't know I was going to be here. That's why I'm in my work clothes, but God still loves me anyway, and it's Amen. okay. Amen. But he said, go to church. I'm on my way. Um, God is making a way out of no way. And even when I don't feel it, even when I don't see it, um, my wife has a miraculous testimony of how God is moving in her life. Um, her mother's house sold to the first couple that looked at it within wow. 30 minutes of it being on the market. And she told me, she said, Mama, if your house wasn't supposed to sell, then this would not be happening. And so, you know, I don't know when my wife will be here, but I know this. I know I trust a God who will make a way out of no way. And it's okay because she'll be here when she's supposed to be here. As long as I trust him, 
he's going to make a way. So I'm not going to steal her thunder with her testimony, but I want to I want to remind you of this. God is always working. Amen. Even when Amen. you don't see it and even when you don't feel it, he's working. Amen. He's working right now. I felt it as soon as I walked in the door. I felt it. And I tried to talk about it and I felt it again. And I tried to talk about it and I felt it again. And I felt it again. So God's working. Corey, get it. Get it quick. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. Uh, has he always been so sensitive like that? Really? Interesting. Yeah, ladies first. I like that. Uh huh. He's nice. I thought you were going to dog me up, so I just did. Oh, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm glad you're up here. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, so I was in the hospital for like a week, and I was really stressing on, because you know I got that new ride. I was really stressing on the money part. Well, I applied for a job um, several weeks ago, a good job. And so I'm at the hospital where you have to have a code to even talk to me, right? Y'all, I, I, I get a call from this friend of mine. This lady that works there went down my Facebook list to find me, got in touch with this girl, I got the job. Come on. I wow. got the job. $18.70 an hour, y'all. Wow. $18.70 an hour. And, and here I was in there thinking, you know, here I've done missed a week's worth of work. You know, I'm not, this is going to be my downfall. This is my setback. And God showed up. Come I on. got the job. <laughs> Corey, come back. Good job, Angie. Okay. We've got a little more time. If, there, if it's bad news, tell me after church. Hello. I like bad news. Well, I'm good. News. Yeah. For those of, you, those of you who don't know me, my name is Milton. Um, I've been going to this church for probably 20 years ago when I started going to this church a long time ago. I remember when Pastor Tim looked like he was 20. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Black hair. <laughs> but... I'm going to tell you something that's, that's just really, I got away from church for about 10 years. You didn't see me for a while. I just got away from church, and I missed this church. Did you say got 10 years? More than that. Okay, yeah, 15 years, right. maybe you're 15. Right. Maybe 15, 15 years. I just stopped going to church. Don't ask me. I just stopped pretty much because I got a job where I'm on the road 300 days a year. Now, I got 31 stores in nine different states that I'm traveling to. And so I was ignoring church. I was just so tired, you know, traveling all the time. And I kept saying, I got to get back to church. Well, I'm going to tell you, God finds a way to get you to church. So what happened, you know, the big storm that we had not so long ago in Cabot, this big storm comes down my neighborhood, yeah. tears my roof up, my house, the trees fell on my roof and everything. I, I had the worst house on the block. Neighbors were even coming around saying, can we help you? Can we do something for you? They're in the street in front of my house, 10 and 20 neighbors. And I said, no, God's going to handle this. I'll be fine. Um, about a day or two ago, I'm at home, and my wife says, baby. I said, yeah. She said, do you hear that? I said, yeah, what is that? She says, somebody's in the front yard mowing our lawn and cutting up our trees. I said, really? So I go out there, and I see a young man, well, two young men, actually. And I said, excuse me, uh. He said, oh, 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 I'm sorry, I don't know you. I said, duh. I said, this is my house. What are you doing? You know, he says, well, Jesus told me to give you a hand. I said, Jesus? He said, yes, sir. God told me to come give you a hand and do this for free. I said, really? What church do you go to? <laughs> yeah. He told, me, he told me what church he went to, and I said, You've got to be kidding me. I says, Pastor Tim and Alan still there and everything. He said, what, do you know them? I said, son, I was, I've been a member of this church for 20, 25 years. I just stopped going. <laughs> so he said, wow. I said, when you see Tim or Pastor Alan, tell Milton, say hi. <laughs> and so my, my testimony is this. God finds a way to get you back to church. I now come home every weekend that I come home to get to church, although I'm on the road 300 days a year. I might miss one here the last five or six weeks. Um, I've been coming to church as much as I can, but well, I guess 
at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is that sometimes God's got to smack you down and make you go back to church. Yeah. And he's, it's not a coincidence that he sent. The, the guy's name was Aaron, by the way. You all know Aaron. Yes, it was Aaron. And Aaron said, you got to get, get to church. Come, come to my church, Grace Fellowship. I said, excuse me? He said, Grace Fellowship. I said, right up here? Yeah, so it, it, God smacked me down. He tore my roof up and he tore my fence down. Amen. Tore my house just to get me to church. Amen. Um, Preach. Preach. <laughs> Give it to court. Thank you, Milton. You see, we're talking about communicating with the Father, and that's one of the greatest revelations is every one of us are a perfect fit for Him. And whether it's cutting trees, mowing grass, cooking meals, whispering love songs, what, every way God communicates with people, it's all vitally important, right? And uh, see, I think sometimes when this happens, it, it's like it happens all around us. And then what if, what if you're skipped? Well, you're not skipped. You just may not see it. And I believe one of the greatest things God has done in our lives is he's told us, like last week, he said, Alan, there's light inside of everybody. Ask me and I'll open your eyes and you can see what I see in people. He loves people so much. Um, oh, uh, Kelly, you mentioned it. That guy, uh, he brought the, the guy back this week. So we, uh, we prayed again. And uh, I had the greatest time talking to somebody as crazy as I am. It was really amazing. And Jesus showed up and touched them again. And I'm like, you know what? If you keep getting touched by Jesus, you're going to lose that fight. You may run forever. And he may drop a tree on your roof, but he's going to get you. <laughs> he loves you, right? Uh, anybody else want to share? So I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm not going to get off this because, oh, Kelly and Anita, you got your hand up? Okay. I can't. The sun's behind you. Uh, Corey will bring the mic back to you, even though you can get up here, I know. Yes, Miss Kelly. Okay. So um, when Alan first talked about um, encountering Jesus, what he immediately brought to my mind is a, probably a little bit different is God uses nature all the time with me. Like, um, one day I'm sitting out on my back patio and I'm just talking to the Lord and I don't know. And then this, there's a weird, um, behind my house, there's a place that like, I guess the two fences don't connect. So it's kind of like a wild, um, lots of trees and grass and probably all kinds of animals anyway this wind just blew through there like there was no breeze and all of a sudden this huge wind just blew through there and I'm like wow God I know that was you like you're saying Come I'm on. here I see you I hear you and I just paid attention to that I'm like I knew that was the Lord and then yeah. um, a few years ago uh, when I had a lot going on with my dad I was getting hardly any sleep and it was just a lot but I would sit on my front porch and there's a tree in my neighbor's house and that tree, the leaves were, the branches were shaped like a heart with other branches coming out like a hug. Y'all know that emoji that's a heart with arms around it? Yeah. That tree was shaped like that. And that whole season, every time I sat there, God was giving me a hug and telling me he loved me Come with that on, tree. Kelly. So Come on. I'm Come telling on. you guys, that's... if you just look around and pay attention and ask the Lord, he's showing you himself everywhere and that he knows you and he knows what you need. Absolutely true. Come on, Kelly. Uh, Miss Anita, in the pink. Or I should never try to say colors. Peach. God is so good. I was saying to myself, gee, I wouldn't mind sharing my experience here in this church, but I don't think I want to go up there on the stage. <laughs> and you just said, you just sent somebody back here, so... Thank you. Um, I'm new here. I started here in, in May. Uh, it was a difficult time for me. In the past years, I, I've been um, uh, attending church services online with a church in California that I went to and where I was born again and, and baptized. Um, and I was tithing with them, everything. Um, but yet, 
God kept whispering to me that I had to find another church here in Cabot. And I sort of, it just, I didn't, you know, I just didn't. And then I broke my leg. And as I'm lying there on the ground at five o'clock in the morning, I'm thinking I, something good is going to come out of this. I happen to have been on my way to the airport to go to a big event in Los Angeles that I myself had organized. And, um, but yet I never felt that, I didn't feel badly that I couldn't go. I just sort of knew that something good would come out of it. So it, it's been a long process. It's been about a six-month process. But I started looking again, finally, for a local church and um, found this one and, and noticed that there was a big focus on healing, which I think is, well, is very important in my life, uh, not just health-wise, but emotionally. Um, and um, ended up here, met with Pastor Allen, came to church the, that same Sunday of that week. And um, this church, though, I have to say, and I've worked and traveled all over the world, this is the most loving church family that I have ever seen or known. Um, when I had to have my third surgery, I, I resisted going back home where my family is because I love the people in Arkansas. I chose to retire here 12 years ago, and um, I don't want to leave the people here. But yet when I have to have surgery, I have no family here, so I have no way um, to get to, to the hospital or to get back or anything like that. Um, and yet when I went for my third surgery, they were literally, I, I also joined the Wednesday night uh, home group. They were literally fighting over who was going to get to take me to the hospital. <laughs> I want to do it. No, I, no I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But the love and care that I have received um, to the Wednesday night group, mostly because I, you know, I, they've gotten to know me and I've gotten to know them. Um, but the love and care that I have received from, from the, the people in this church has taken my breath away. And, and it was God who, you know, did all of that. And it was, yeah. it was the, I'm convinced that that was the something good that was going to come out of all of this. Amen. So, thank you. Amen. Come on and eat it. Okay, Kelly, you're next. How many of you guys are a part of uh, their small group that meets on Wednesday nights? Raise your hand. We can see you guys are scattered all over. Y'all have loved Anita well, and she's a strong woman. She really is, and uh, we're thankful for her being here. Yeah, uh, Miss Kelly. So what I do uh, in my job is I help people uh, recover. You know, I work with families of the over people who have overdosed, and um, so we have it. We had an overdose awareness walk um, the thirty first. And I had remembered this lady that I had worked with. She just came to my mind. I, I had met with a lady named Stacy James from Hope Movement. And what that is, is like she helps the families of people who overdose. Yeah. And so we had this big walk, like 500 people was there or more at the president, at Clinton's, at that bridge over there. And um, I had called her and I was like, uh, Miss Nancy, you know, I want you to come to this overdose walk because like she felt alone. She's been feeling alone. She hasn't had no one to process her, her son dying or anything. And we hung up and she called me like five minutes later. And she's like, why did you call me out of the blue? <laughs> because God put her on my heart, you know? Yeah, come on. Um, and she came, she came with her, with her son of all the, her son on the, the poster of him and his family, you know? Yeah. And I, I watched her cry. We cried. <laughs> She was so glad to know that, you know, she could share. Yeah. That there was other moms and dads out there. 
that um, was going through the same thing. All right. I meant to mess around and fall here. <laughs> anyway. Corey, Corey, you're, you're on, right? Yeah. You know, we all, we all stood, and um, Stacey James was saying a prayer for all the family members who have lost people to overdose. Y'all, we're losing people quickly. Yeah. Uh, and as we all bent our heads to pray, the wind started blowing just a little bit, you know, and I got chills all over my body. And uh, I asked someone beside me, I'm like, do you feel that wind blowing? Because <laughs> it, it hadn't been blowing, you know, and it was. It was just like um, wind just kind of took us over. And, you know, I feel like that was God putting our, his hands around us and around those parents and around those spouses and around those friends that have been lost to overdose, you know, yeah. and um, it was just awesome. I remember that I was sitting in my chair and I was like, what, do, what has God done for me lately? You know, that's why I was feeling because I just haven't yeah. felt him. I keep talking about not feeling and not believing. And I was sitting there and I thought about what a joy it was um, to be able to comfort her and bring her to comfort to yeah. where she didn't, you know, she's not alone anymore. And, um, I don't know. That was just God. That win was just God. The whole event was just God. Yeah. And, um, you know, God blessed me with that feeling of being able to help yeah. her and watch her Amen. process Amen. her sons going away and having somebody, having a 500 people to hold her and caress her and give her hugs. And, you know, it was, it was just amazing. That is amazing. It was just amazing. That is amazing. Come on. Hey, um, y'all know we could probably go a long time, but uh, count your many blessings, name them one by one, you know? Those old songs had real meaning. They really did. And I just want you to know something. Every one of us, getting is really good, giving is better. Remember Jesus said, you know, Jesus is the living water, but he said when we drink from him, streams of living water will come gushing out of us. Now, you know what the devil does? He convinces us everything's going to um, uh, well in a handbasket. <laughs> could you say hell in church? I think so. It's in the scripture. I could read it. It is. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I'm telling you, it's not. How many of us have experienced God's touch or even better, have seen God touch somebody through us? In the last, it's like, like I know, I was like, Alan's got his hand up in the back row. He's a narc. I mean, not, that's not the right word. He works with the police. And uh, Wendy uh, broke her leg. And she's up and around. And she's moving. And Anita's moving. And Kay's moving. And Miss Marceline is back and, and with us. And, you know, it's like, guys, God's done so many miracles. We can't even, if you give him praise forever, you're behind. Don't focus on the stuff. We were created for that stuff. I love this. Uh, Corey, would you get that for me? I, I'm so glad you're my uh, jacket. Corey uh, knows a lot about fashion and dressing and stuff. He, he, uh, he, he, you know, you're, look at his beard, you can tell. It's like, yeah, that shirt, you're, you're, that's, that's, I, I'm about to say something wrong. Uh, could you help me with this? There's a, oh, this jacket. You guys don't know. Uh, actually, you, uh, um, James knows. This is belonged to his great uncle who's passed away. His great uncle was very successful, Uncle Hugh. That's how I know it. I don't even know his last name. I heard your dad say Uncle Hugh 5,000 times. Uncle Hugh was a very successful businessman in Texas, like real successful. And uh, he, like, you know, private jets were taking places and that kind of thing, right? Like very successful. And uh, when he, pa his, uh, he passed away... Uh, James' dad, Jackie, gave me this, it's a suit. There's pants that go with it, too. And uh, I was like, so I, did, I don't know anything about suits. I just know this feels good. Like, you know, you ever had something that fit really well? And I'm like, I never met Uncle Hugh, but we must have been the same size. Now, his pants are about four inches too big, but I, I, I pulled them up, so they're good. I put a belt on. 
So I didn't wear the pants today. But I was like, and so I, I decided, James, I didn't know. I decided to look at the label and see what kind of suit this was. Because I don't have, you know, real expensive suits. And there was no label. Like, it says something, something custom made by somebody in New York City for his great uncle. And I was like, they measure, you ever had a custom made suit? It's like they measure it to fit right, you know? And it fits me. Like, it just, I can tell. And you know, the truth is, we were created, every one of us, Jesus came and he inhabited a human body. He was born of a virgin. And he was a man. Do you know he fit perfectly in the flesh that he was born into? That this was God's plan from the very beginning was that we could all become sons and daughters. And that the same spirit that inhabited Jesus would inhabit us. And you know what? He fits perfectly. You're, you're a perfect fit for God. And see, that's what we've been saying over and over again. You're a perfect fit for God. And I went and picked out a, a I really like this. I went and picked out a, a thing from Song of Songs, right? Uh, from the Old Testament. And this is the bridegroom king speaking. It's in the Passion Translation. I love this translation for the Song of Songs. The king, you know who that is. That's Jesus. And he's speaking to his bride, who is you. And he says, my darling bride, my private paradise, fastened to my heart. A secret spring are you that no one else can have. My bubbling fountain, hidden from public view. What a perfect partner to me now that I have you. You see, that's what it's all about. We exist to have those encounters with him. You're perfectly suited to be filled by his presence. That, that, we used to call it being zapped by the Holy Spirit. It's like, it's like when he comes and it's like, Chill bumps can't even explain what happens really on the inside. And it's because he created you for one purpose, and that's to be one with the God. And that's the truth. And so your body, your flesh, we were told our whole lives it's bad. Maybe he created you for his pleasure. Oh, wait, the Bible says that. Maybe he created you so that he could come bubbling out from within you. That literally he knows things about you that he's hidden from the world. But he knows. Like what happened to Kelly. He knew she needed him that day. He said, watch this. I'm going to blow down the alley. And it touched her. Every one of you have experienced this touch. And it's because you're made for that. And I, I look at these scriptures and it's like what we've been talking about. The truth is, I am a perfect fit for him. And what Tim talked about earlier, it's really true. What happens is we look at us and we decide we're not. We decide we have to change. We have to be something different. You know, that's called works. Jesus does it all. You know this passage, we've been looking at it. You know what God wants you to do? You know what works He wants you to do? He wants you to believe you are a perfect fit for Him. What's, what did Jesus say in John chapter 6, verse 28? What do we do? The Pharisees and all the people were saying, Jesus, Jesus, we see that there's something different about you. What should we do if we want to do God's work? Because that's your natural tendency, and my natural tendency is to judge me. I'm not smart enough, my mind goes off on this way, I get distracted, I blah, 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 right? And you know what the truth is? Whatever you're gifted in is what you judge yourself in. Isn't that insane? So we all judge ourselves because we're all gifted in something. Uh, and my little sister is one too. I'm an offered. Guess what our main gifting is? We can work. I should have been born back in the old days and been a slave because I can work. That's a gift. Well, what about reading? That, well, not so good. What about math? Really bad? What about driving? Oh, I am not a good driver. 
I'm teaching Camille the poor thing, but I mostly sit in the pastor side and she drives. It's way better that way. You see, you've been given gifts and you use your gift that God's given you to judge yourself when the whole time He said, I created you perfectly. He, he custom made this suit to fit Him. You were made to fit Him. And now, how do we know that? Now, so what can you do? Believe, 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 believe. Faith. And they said, well, show us a miracle so we can see it. They had just seen miracles, right? And he said, listen, uh, he fed 5,000 people, 15,000 counting women and children with three loaves and two fish. That's a miracle. And they turned around and he, he said, uh, just like what happened with Moses, he fed them with bread from heaven. What sign will you perform for us? Jesus said, listen, the truth is, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven. My Father who offers bread that comes is a dramatic sign from heaven. He's the one who gives it. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. So every time God's touched me and I've felt His presence and you pray for me or you bless me, it was Him in your body suit. Now you know what? You, he fits perfectly in your body suit. He does. And when He does... His power flows through us into the world, whether it's doing physical work, whether it's encouraging someone, whether it's praying, cooking a meal, fighting over who gets to take care of Anita. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It's His presence in you that changes the world. And He created us to bring water to thirsty people. We have a lot of thirsty people around us all the time. So Jesus said this, um, the bread of God is the one who came out of heaven to give his life to feed the world. And then Jesus said to them, this got him crucified. I am the bread of life. And we all have a great, we believe that, even though we don't act on it a lot, but God is inviting you to a deeper relationship with him than you've ever had. Well, how do I get there? What do I need to do? Believe. Hmm. Believe. Just believe. And so they said, please, sir, give us this bread, right? He said, I'm the bread. Come every day to me and you'll never be hungry. Believe in me and you will never be thirsty. You see, it's all about him. It's not about us. It's do you believe? Do you believe? Go to him. If you believe that he'll meet your needs, then go to him every day. That's why communion is such a big deal because Jesus said, as often as you eat bread, remember me. Remember me. Well, how many times do you guys eat a week? We eat bread all the time. You have to eat to survive. And he said, just remember me when you eat. And when you do, that's believing. And now when you eat, it won't just be physical nutrition you're getting. It'll be spiritual nutrition. And then you'll find yourself having a thought. I think I'll do this. I think I'll go there. I think I'll say that. And when you do that, Jesus puts on his use suit and brings light to the world. But eat him. Live with him. You have to eat him. You have to believe him. And he says this, and this is a beautiful statement, but I just want y'all to notice believing. You know what believing is? Believing that he's doing, he's in you working in the world. You see, we, we, he did all the work. Do you believe that he's going to work through you? See, that takes faith. That's hard because you can point out all your faults. I can point out all the reasons God won't work through me. I can, you know, I can point out everything. And I build this legal case against myself where I judge myself unworthy or incapable of being used by the God of the universe who happened to tell me that he's going to work through me. And I get to choose whether I believe it or not. Do you believe you're changing the world? Jesus said you are. So what's your battle? Do you believe in him? And uh, it's all about believing. That last verse there Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed, when you believe, he does. Does that make sense to you guys? When you believe, he does. 
It's not you does, it's he does. You're the suit. You know, this suit moves because I'm in it, right? It used to move because Uncle Hugh was in it, but now it moves because I'm in it. And I'm very proud of it, by the way. It, I looked for money in all the pockets. It didn't have anything. <laughs> I was thinking, well, there, you know how they put secret stuff? I was like, there's nothing, you know. But it's a nice suit. And it moves because of me. You know what? When you believe, God moves in your body suit. And you're the perfect fit for Him. Your whole life. You're the perfect. When you were born, he was just excited because he said, I get to use this body. I'm going to bring life to this body and to the world through this body. But do you believe that what he said is true? Look what he, he says. In him was life, and the life was the light of all mankind. We believe that, don't we? But do you believe he'll do it through me? Are you the perfect fit for him? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Are you afraid of the dark? Are you, when you see the news, do you let the news or the facts of the news or the facts of your life determine wh how, what you believe? Or do you believe because the Word says to? I, I want to believe. And then he says this in this verse 6, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all might believe. Did you know the whole battle for the world is about us believing that what Jesus said is true is true? And Jesus in you is what Jesus said. So when you read the scripture, I'd encourage you. Look at it and see, because everything the Scripture says about Jesus, He's saying about you. We're not the Savior. We don't, we're not the Redeemer. But every, everything the Bible, you know how I know that? Look at verse 12. Yet to all who did receive Him. How did you receive Jesus? We all did it the same way. Because we're all so good. No, because we believed. I believed. Jesus, I believe. You died for me. And you rose again. So that I could be with you where you are. I believe you, Jesus. No matter what, I believe you. And so that all might believe. He, and then he said in verse 12, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he, not thee, not me, he gave the right to become children of God. Children of God. Jesus said, I'm the Son of God. And they crucified him. And he rose from the dead. And now Jesus says, you're a Son of God. And this, you're the bodysuit God can come into now because of what he did, not because of what we did. You're the perfect fit for the living God. God the Father, God the Son, and the God the Holy Spirit indwelling you. And when you give a drink of cold water to a child to a prisoner to a worker you've given it to him and it's all him we're the perfect fit for jesus christ in the world today and he says children not born born not of natural descent see i think a lot of us think we're limited to our backgrounds to our family to our heritage to blah whatever and whatever you're capable of judging yourself for. I've, I've made too many mistakes. They're smarter than me. They've been better educated than me. They know how to talk well. They're, and we judge ourselves that we're not worthy. And Jesus the whole time has said, listen, you, I fit perfectly. You fit me perfectly because I say so, not because you say so. Not because they say you don't. And he, and he said, no, he said, don't pay attention to that. It doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter where you're at in your life. I'm the one. I'm the one. Nor of a human decision or a husband's will. A lot of times we, we, we interpret who we are based off of what other people say about us. Based off our promotions, our demotions, based off of our successes, our failures. And we'll judge ourselves by that. And God said, no, no, no. It's not by human decision or a husband's will that you're here. You're born of God. So you know what? You're a perfect fit because he says you are. So guys, we, we need to address this. We need to fight this battle to believe and 
choose to believe what God says about us instead of what we say about us or the world says about us. And all he looks for is, do you believe? I love, I love what he's doing. Who you are. This is, listen, I'm going to end with this. Song of Songs, chapter 4, verse 13. This is prophetic. From the Old Testament, talking about what Jesus said about us in the New Testament. Your inward life, and he's talking to us. I don't know if you feel this way. Do you feel like a spring chicken? You know, it's like not many of us do. Your inward life is now sprouting, bringing forth fruit. This is what God sees in you. God sees you today and he says this to you. You, what a beautiful paradise unfolds within you. We would all be embarrassed, wouldn't we? What, me? Yeah. He said, then Jesus said this, when I'm near you, when he's by you, he smells aromas of the finest spice. For many clusters of my ex- exquisite fruit now grow within your inner garden. You see, he's growing stuff in us right now. There's seeds already planted. There's fruit growing. And the fruit is there for the nations. It's for the world. So is it true? Are you a perfect fit? Yep. What about those people who don't follow Jesus that don't, that don't know this? They're a perfect fit too. They just don't know it yet. Maybe you just don't know you're a perfect fit yet. Maybe you need to have encounters with Jesus this morning that will convince you of what's true. It's already true because he made it true. Not because you believe it or don't believe it. It's up to him. You know, I remember uh, we had one of our friends, uh, Tyler Young's uh, best friend, David Rikes. I, I watched David grow up, right? And, uh, you know, parents would put him in basketball and stuff. And I remember little David, he wasn't really much of a basketball player. <laughs> he's he's uh, more of a brainiac, but uh, he's a hardworking guy. But uh, he was a brainiac guy. But he's on this basketball team. And, you know, I know little girls can be mean to little girls, right? I've heard that. I've, I've never seen it happen, but I've heard it. Sometimes boys can be mean to boys. And David's on this team, and the, the kids, especially this one kid on the team, he just didn't get along with David. He'd pick on him, be mean to him, wouldn't throw him the ball. You know, the stuff, just little boys. David was little, and he's on this team. And I remember David's mom, Holly, She's talking to Dave about it because, you know, as a mom, you're concerned that your kid's getting mistreated by this other kid. And so she's going to, you know, do the wise mother thing and sit down and have a conversation with her six-year-old. And uh, he was six, seven, eight, something, little guy. And she said, she said, David, uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And David said, Mom, don't worry about it. He, he just doesn't know he likes me yet. Like David was never shy or not, not, he had a lot of self-esteem and self-confidence, and, you know, and he was like, that little boy, I'm the best kid out here, and he just doesn't know it, he wants to be my friend, he just doesn't know it yet, and I remember Holly's like, okay, <laughs> and they did end up being friends, you just don't know how good you are yet. The whole world's been telling you you're bad, and I'm here saying that according to God's word, you're good. And you're the perfect fit for Jesus Christ. And just like this suit, best suit in my closet at home. Handmade, custom fit for Uncle Hugh, but it, he mean, we're the same size. So, I mean, look, I like, it really is. The shoulders feel good. You feel good on Jesus. That's what he said in Song of Solomon. He said, honey, you feel good on me. You smell good. I want to be around you. God wants to be around you. And the best thing you can do is be around him. And when you're around him, he's going to bring a brighter and brighter light, more and more life inside of you. And then you become aware that you're bringing living water to the people around you. And then when you know, when you become aware of that, you'll start giving it away. You'll start giving words to people. You'll start, you know, Aaron, those guys were crazy out there cutting trees and mowing grass, you know. But Jesus knew they had something to give away. And they did, didn't they, Milton? Gave it to you. Who would have dreamed it, huh? So let's all stand up. We've got an amazing...
electronic piano player in the, in the sound booth that y'all would be impressed. Y'all didn't really know that they could do that. Uh, we have some, oh, thanks, Corey. We have some people that want to pray with you. I really want to encourage you. If you're not having those kind of encounters with Jesus, I'm missing, are you guys missing Lisa already? You know she's moving to some northern country thing. Michigan, is that right? Yeah, whatever. Um, we're going to miss Lisa. We're going to really miss her. As she hears the Lord. Don't, don't, don't live without being touched by Him. And that's why these guys are up here to pray for you. I believe God wants to touch people today. Uh, Rick, you got a word? Another plug for next Saturday. I really encourage you guys to sign up. What we've been talking about today is the gifts. We've seen them in operation. We've got testimonies. And there's another. We had a word uh, from Dana. She felt. She said, I feel like there's a woman sitting in the service today. She's wondering if she will always be this way. I see a picture of an angel standing next to her. And Jesus touches her heart and her mind. And I see new life like greenery, new growth beginning to happen to places that seem very dry and very dead. If that's you, I encourage you to come up for prayer. Okay. What was the main thing that doesn't think things will change? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. What she said in her heart was, Will things always be this way? Will things always be this way? And the Lord's here way? to say, new life is here. Okay. So let's pray and we'll be dismissed. I encourage you to take advantage of this. There's a lot of people in this room. Maybe God will give you something for somebody here right now. Uh, give it away. Give it away. So, Father, I just thank you that you said we're a perfect fit for you. That we were each uh, custom sown to fit you perfectly. So Lord, I just ask you'd set us free from all the things that keep us from sharing, keep us from giving, keep us pushed down. Jesus, we really do trust you. So Jesus, I just ask you to come now. I wouldn't live another day without him. I'd encourage you to follow him, and he'll be there. Amen. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you all for sharing today, and uh, God bless you.